How many of you have had eggs, Easter eggs, chocolate Easter eggs? Grown-ups, put your hand up if you've had one too. Well, some of you have, yes, I can see that. So, my wife tells me there's something different about the chocolate in Easter eggs than the chocolate you buy in chocolate bars. I don't know whether that's true, but Easter eggs are very nice. Except for those, those um, Cadbury's cream eggs. I don't like those, do you? Cadbury's cream eggs, they're so sticky and sticky and full of sugary stuff. I don't like them that much. Well, I could eat a few, but not that many. <laughs> but um, chocolate Easter eggs are really nice. It's nice just to have something different on this day because it's such a different day. Everything changes at, at uh, Easter time. In the church that I grew up in, there were about three or four hundred people in that church. And in that church... Everybody went to church on Easter Sunday with a flower, a buttonhole. Everybody did. We as boys and girls did, and all the grown-ups didn't. I, I mean, I expect if you did it today, people would think, that's funny. But in that, when I grew up, which was so long ago, when I grew up, that's what everybody did in our church. It was great to see everybody wearing a flower to remind them, not, to, not just of spring, of course, but to remind us that it's a different day of new life when we think of what, it, what uh, Jesus did when he was raised from the dead. What a difference a day makes. And um, we've had from sharing to sadness to gladness, from despairing to sharing, and now it's from trying to trusting. They're the three things that we've had this morning that... Ha- that took place on Easter Sunday. But you know, the first news of Easter Day was not good news at all. The first news of Easter Day was bad news. It was bad news because they came back and said to the disciples, they've taken the body of Jesus. Don't know where he is. He's gone. Somebody's stolen him. They, after Jesus had died, they put his body in the tomb and they thought they'd go down and embalm the body, put ointments on it and so on. But he's gone. He's gone. And the first news of Easter Day was bad news for the disciples. In 1876, a criminal gang, a gang of criminals, they um, decided that they would, want, they would steal the body of Abraham Lincoln. He died a long while before, but they decided they'd steal his body. And they set out to steal it. And when that took place, they were caught. And the body of Abraham Lincoln was then buried again in a big steel chamber with concrete all around it in the ground so it couldn't be stolen again. But when that happened, everybody in America was worried and everybody was upset and everybody was concerned. They were shocked by it. And you can imagine the shock there was for the disciples when the body of Jesus couldn't be found, because it meant that as far as they were concerned, everything had gone wrong. They'd imagined during those three and a half years when they'd gone around Israel with Jesus, seeing his miracles and listening to the stories he told and helping people and so on, they'd imagined that it was going to be great. Their hopes were high. But now, all finished. It was a terrible, terrible time. No wonder they were sad. 
No wonder they were despairing. They'd staked their life on Jesus, who he was, but now it seemed that his promises had all turned out to be a pack of lies. At least the best you could say was that he'd been foolishly naive, he'd made terrible mistakes, and now they had the painful prospect of trying to pick up their old life and return to what they were doing before, and they were terribly, terribly upset. Peter and James said, suppose the only thing we can do is to go back fishing again. And um, I expect Matthew said, I'll have to go back to tax collecting. Perhaps Simon, he was called Simon the Zealot, he was a terrorist. And he had to say, oh, I'll go back to do some terrorism again. Or something like that. I don't know, but I expect that's what it was like for them. They didn't know what to do. For three and a half years, they learned to trust Jesus, but now it had all come to nothing, and it had all proved worthless. And now they were back to the exhausting effort of trying and trying and trying and trying to do what God wanted. They thought to themselves, we've just got to keep the laws, keep the commandments. We've got to go back to keeping the rules of those bigoted Pharisees who try and tell us what to do all the time. Maybe I've got to just try and live an upright life and do the best I possibly can. And what's going to happen in the future, I don't know. Everything had been spoiled for three wonderful years. They'd had a sort of emotional holiday when they could just relax and be happy. After all, didn't Jesus say, I'm the way. When you don't know where to go, turn to Jesus because he's the way. He said, I'm the truth. When you don't know the answers, turn to Jesus because he's got the answers, he's the truth. He said, I am the life. When you feel exhausted and you feel everything is coming to an end, turn to him because he's the life. He's the one you can live for and live in. I am the vine. You're just branches, said Jesus. So we don't need to do anything to hard, hard work to please him. We just need to trust him because that's where we are. I'm the bread of life, Jesus said. So when you're hungry and empty, not in your tummy but in your heart, well, you can turn to him because he's the bread of life and feed on him. He said, I'm the light of the world. When you don't know where to go, he's the light. He'll show you the way. He said, I'm the gate. When you don't know the way into the things of God, the way into God's home, heaven, well, he'll be the gate that lets you in. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. When you're facing death, you can trust him. That was great. He said all of those things. But now, it was all over. So it meant they got to go back just to trying, trying, trying and trying to please God. And it was all so hard and all so boring too. And so bad. Everything had disappeared. Everything had gone. That's how they felt that first Easter Sunday morning at the start when they came back and said, they'd taken his body. But then something happened. That first Easter day having been filled with sadness and despair and trying and trying and defeat and fear and all those things. That was not the end because suddenly the women folk who'd gone down to see the body of Jesus came back to, we've seen some angels and the angels have told us he's alive. And the disciples said, don't be so stupid. Of course he's not alive. So Peter and John, they ran down to the tomb to have a look for themselves. 
And though they found the tomb empty, it says they left the place wondering what had happened. They didn't really know at all what had happened. And then the other disciples, all of them, they could hardly believe it when they came back and told them that Jesus was alive. Nobody could believe it, really. And they were still all sad. And then suddenly, in the room where they were, into the room came Jesus. And they could see him. He was there. He said, come and handle me, touch me, I'm really real. Give me something to eat. I'm not a ghost, you know. Ghosts don't eat, so I'll eat something to show you I'm not a ghost. It really is me. I'm alive again. And all of a sudden, they began to think, he is alive. And they talked to him, and they listened to him, and they touched him, and they ate with him, and they had a good time with Jesus. And they're trying. Now they could stop trying to please God and say, well, all we need to do is trust Jesus and what he's done. And they're trying turned to trusting. Thomas, that we've just read about, he wasn't there when that happened. And even after that, poor old Thomas had difficulty believing and said, unless I can put my finger where the nails went and put my hand on the scar on his side where they stuck a spear in Jesus' side, I won't believe. Now, those who say that Jesus has not been raised from the dead have a problem. And the problem is, your problem is to tell me what happened. What was it that changed those disciples from being miserable and sad and despairing? If Jesus wasn't raised from the dead, what took place that changed them so radically that within one generation, all the residents of Asia had heard the word of the Lord. What was it? What did they? What took place? Something so dramatic. What was it that changed from them from one thing to another, from sadness to gladness, despair to sharing, from trying to trusting, from despairing to delight, from fear to faith? What was it? that changed them. Well, we know what took place. It was actually that Jesus really was alive. And it says that when they saw Jesus, they could hardly believe it for joy. We talked earlier about smiling and singing and dancing. I guess the disciples must have been like that. And from there on, they went around telling everybody about Jesus because Jesus was alive. And they knew that they could trust him Trust him not just with the problems and difficulties of life, but trust him because his death meant that they could one day be in his home, heaven itself. Well, that's what took place at Easter. What a difference a day makes. And the resurrection of the Lord Jesus changes everything. And by the way, it doesn't just change everything today. It changes everything forever, as it says on the screen. Jesus is alive. And because of that, I have to finish by saying this. It's not just a theoretical thing, something out there that happened and Jesus is alive. We need to ask ourselves, what difference does it make to me? How am I going to reflect the fact that Jesus is alive? And the answer is we turn from trying to do the best we can to trusting in what Jesus has done because he died 
to take away your sin and mine so I can learn to trust him. In your, as you came in, on your seat as you came in, you had a little booklet. And a little booklet like this. This is for you to take home. It simply goes through what we've been talking about, the story of Easter and what took place. And the last page or two tells us what you can do about it, how you can come to put your faith and hope in God because he raised Jesus from the dead. And today, on this Easter Sunday, as we close our time with a great song in which we're going to sing hallelujah, I think it's 16 times, I think it is, in this song, because it's such a wonderful time. Um, As we sing this song, I just want to say that you too can make this Easter the very best Easter, not just because you know what took place, but because it changes your life as you invite Jesus to be your Savior and Lord. So let's stand together and sing that final song, Jesus Christ is risen today. Hallelujah. We'll stand to sing.